All right. Hey, folks, it's Faz from Faz Lifts. Right. Today, I thought I would talk you through my current diet. So I've been finding this quite fun. It's been getting a lot of good feedback. Rather than talking generalities about different topics and try to hit different audiences, I've been getting a lot of good feedback about just telling people what I'm doing. People like to see that. So um, my training over on Instagram has been getting a lot of good uh, discussion around it and my diet and my prep series. So I thought let's just do a deep dive into what I eat and my whole philosophy behind dieting because currently right now I'm, I'm dropping some weight. So let's uh, get into it. Before that though, thanks for making it onto my channel. If you have any questions or comments about today's video, pop them down below. And so if you'd like to support my channel, go ahead, hit like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And if you'd like to work with me on your own strength and physique goals, there's a link in the description where you can contact me and we can talk and just discuss what options I have available, either full coaching or various other options that I have or whatever else that you might need. So let's crack on. And I think you'll like this. I think it'll be quite fun. So my diet setup. Now, if I was to, to sort of summarize my diet for you, like if I was to put a name on it, okay, because I think people like that. People like to, what are we talking about here? What is your diet? Are you like a keto guy? Are you a carnivore guy? Are you a vegan? Whatever. So I guess the best way to summarize my diet approach is I call it a bodybuilder diet. That's what I call it. It's a fairly typical bodybuilder diet, but I also think it's a mix between a typical bodybuilder diet and the DASH diet. The DASH diet is dietary interventions to stop hypertension. I don't have hypertension, but it's considered to be one of the most healthy diets around the world for, for most sort of health authorities, like most mainstream health authorities, uh, not like um, various uh, various internet celebrities, let's say. I have experimented with things on both ends of the spectrum. So I've experimented with vegan, vegetarian approaches. I've also experimented with keto and carnivore approaches. But for me, they all had their own issues. So I always come back to this type of diet, which is my, my setup. So I'm going to talk through the major themes of this setup. I think there are some mandatory themes and some non-mandatory themes. First mandatory theme, and this is the big one, the big one, modulate appetite through food choices. It's huge. And I'll just briefly explain what that means. That means over the course of the day, I'm aiming to maximize my satiety with the food that I eat. So I proactively eat things which are going to keep my hunger and my cravings low. I'm of that school of thought. I'm not of the school of thought that we should eat whatever we like within our macros because that tends to spike hunger for me. All right. So I'm definitely the kind of guy who is going to proactively manage his food choices. So you'll see that my food choices are all ramp ranked towards maximum satiety. And I prefer that than having the pizza, having the chocolate, and then thinking at the end of the day, crap, I'm hungry, but I don't have enough calories. It's not a good time. I prefer that. Now, to do that, I focus on high protein, high fiber. I also focus on evenly spaced meals throughout the day. So I do not do, not do any fasting any longer. I think I have my thoughts on that, but I think when you're getting very lean, I'm not sure it's the best idea for a couple of reasons. One is ramped up appetite, and the other one is um, you will lose muscle. Like You will. And fourth mandatory theme, theme is I want to be micronutritionally sound. But I don't just want to talk about it. I want to be about it. So you've seen my videos on chronometer. 
I check my diet in chronometer to make sure I'm nutritionally sound. I don't just talk about it. I know it's happening. In terms of non-mandatory things, non-mandatory is number of meals per day. That varies. Food timing around workouts. That I don't care about. I train once a day at the most. Third is having the calories. I don't actually have a calorie goal. This might blow your mind considering I'm on a diet. I don't actually have a calorie goal. I have a satiety goal. And finally, and I will explain that as we go through the slides, finally, deadlines. I have roughly given myself 20 weeks, but I'm focused more on what I need to do on a day-to-day -day basis rather than what the outcome is at the end. So those are the main themes. That's kind of how I approach diet. It's all about what I do, what's on my plate. It's not about where I'm going to be in 20 weeks' time. It's not about hard numbers. It's not about calories. That's how I approach it. So to proactively manage my appetite, I firstly rely on, on food choices, and protein is a big one. So right now, with regards to protein, my main sources are chicken breast, cod or haddock, whey, and Icelandic yogurt. That is skier, high-protein yogurt. I've crossed off pork loin and steak because they used to be options for me, but now I'm dieting. I've taken them out because they're not as satiating for the calories involved. So satiation per calorie, as it were. They're not as satiating per calorie. So those are my major protein options. Those are the leanest. They keep me the fullest. Now, I will say at this point, prep is a must. I have a chest freezer that I bought for 180 pounds. It is probably the best bodybuilding accessory you'll find. It's a chest freezer. It's <laughs> a chest freezer is the best bodybuilding accessory out there. Okay. Throw away your belt, throw away your knee wraps, <laughs> throw away your Arnold Schwarzenegger bicep blaster, chest freezer is what you want because that allows you to prep in bulk. At any one time, I will have up to 10 kilos of meat and fish prepped in boxes, ready to go in my freezer. That is the best way to do it. Always have food ready and available. Make good choices convenient. Now, if you have the idea of making everything fresh, that sounds good in principle. The problem is when mealtime comes around and you're hungry, your natural instincts are probably going to take over most of the time. So that'll be, you'll either eat some crap while you're waiting for the food to cook, or you'll just blow it off, order takeaway, or you'll just not eat anything. You like skip, skip a meal and you'll lose weight if you don't want to. So food choices, I proactively manage my food choices to ensure I'm staving off hunger. And uh, Next is carb sources. Similar sort of story here. I have a range of different carb sources, sources between starchy carbs, fibrous carbs, and other types of carbs like beans, legumes, and lentils. Right now, I'm mostly on potatoes for starchy carbs. I no longer have any rice or pasta because I'm that far into the diet. Again, remember, modulate appetite through food choices. There's nothing wrong with rice. It's just that I get more potatoes for my calorie than I do rice. So for satiety's sake, potatoes are better. And all the rest is still on the menu. But as I lean down, what will probably happen is potatoes will probably come off the menu. Maybe beans, legumes, and lentils might also come off. Almost certainly fibrous carbs will stay. But that is that is a job for another 
five to ten weeks. Not I'm not anywhere close to that point now. All right, so that's that. And finally, fats. Right now, I, I'm pretty much just on walnuts. I don't really have a massive fat allowance. I, it's not that filling. Fat isn't really that filling until you get to about 70%, and it's, it's basically a keto diet. So I cut down on fats quite early. I'm at about 30 grams of fat right now, and that's fine. So just before we move on, a major theme there is this idea that I am proactively managing food intake to managing food choices to prevent hunger. I think this is where you get that whole crooks in the crossroad. You get some people who say, well, look, you should be human. You should have your junk food. You should have your pizza. You should have your whatever because you'll feel better for it. But the problem with that is they have so many calories in, you're never going to be in a deficit for the day. And so this goes back to that question that that fella asked me on Instagram. Come on, Faz, show us some of your fun meals so we know you're human. Again, I don't think you guys get it. or I don't think he gets it. I am human. But, but I also know the pain that's associated with having my pizza and then feeling hungry. I don't think it's a case of being human or not. There's this bias that people have when they think, oh, why don't you show me your crappy foods? Why don't you show me your pizza? Why don't you show me your chocolate? It's like, again, understand this. I don't have that stuff because I know that if I have it, I'm going to be hungrier later on. Why would I want to put up with that? So there's no free lunch. You guys have to understand this. It's not like it's a, a choice between two approaches where one is like infinitely better. If I have, if I fit in the pizza and the chocolate, like I know how to do it. I can track macros, but it's going to leave me hungry. So do you not understand? You're all, there's no free lunch. You could, there's going to be pain no matter what. You can either have the pain of restricting yourself and controlling yourself while still eating fulfilling and nutrient-dense nutrient foods. So you're not hungry for most of the day. Or you can have the pain of having your pizza, having your chocolate on a daily basis, having your beer, whatever else you want, but then getting to the end of the day and still being hungry. Or just not losing weight. Again, there's no free lunch, guys. Like it's not, it's not a question of being good or being not good. It's not a question of showing you're human. It's all about choices. Like, are you going to suffer the the pain of proactively arranging your food so you're not hungry, or are you going to suffer the pain of fail, failing the diet, or just being hungry all the time? You decide. For me, the choice is quite easy. I would rather manage my food so I'm not hungry all the time. Nothing to do with being human. It's quite simply intelligent choices. That's all. But for you, an intelligent choice might be to have that pizza on a daily basis and um, and then just put up with hunger. That's okay. I'm not saying any one choice is better or worse. I'm saying this is what I do. So I think you've got to bear that in mind. I think I almost got the impression that the fellow who said that was almost trying to make out like maybe I was showing too perfect of a solution. You know, like I'm just perfect. I eat perfect all the time. It's not that. It's the fact that I've, I'm experienced dieting and I know that if I do try and sneak in the chocolates and the pizzas, it's just going to be pain on the other side. So I'm just going to be hungry. And I don't want that. So I think, I think part of 
part of looking at that, it, you have to understand both sides and not let your own bias get in the way. So anyway, evenly spaced meals. And yeah, alongside evenly spaced meals, yeah, high vegetable and fiber intake as well. Now, my protein intake is anywhere between 200 to 270 grams of protein per day, depending on how many meals I have. So rather than ramp up my protein intake even higher, what I do is I generally just ramp up my vegetables. I will have on average about two to three kilos of vegetables per day. That could be you know, potatoes, broccoli, cauliflower, squash, butternut squash, you know, stuff like that. So plenty of fiber. Some days I'm getting up to 60 grams of fiber, 80 grams of fiber. So it just means you're fuller for longer, that's all. Again, it's the, it's the pain of choice. What are you going to find more painful? The fact that you have to eat all this, what I think is delicious potatoes, meats, or the pain that you're going to eat your pizza and your crap and you're going to be hungry. Either way. This is how I choose to do it. Okay. The other thing I should say, actually, is when I, when I wrote evenly spaced meals, yeah, I'm a big fan of that now. I'm a big fan of having meals spaced throughout the day. I'm not a massive fan of skipping meals anymore. I think it's... A, I think it's something which certainly can work initially for getting the weight off. I don't think it's a good long-term strategy. I also don't think it's very good when you're close to be leanness either. You're always going to have people who go, yeah, fasting is the best thing ever. And they've failed every diet for the past three years. So where's the proof? And, you know, they'll, convince, they'll say, well, no, trust me, Faz. Fasting is the best way. You'll have more food later in the evening. Well, does that work for you? Yeah, it works for me, Faz. Why still have weight then? Well, it doesn't, does it? So, I mean, sorry to be harsh, but you get these guys on Reddit all the time. I, I talk about Reddit nutrition a lot, but it's it's the fasting zealots. Like, yeah, fasting is the best thing ever. Has it worked for you? Yeah, it worked for me. But then I fell off the bandwagon. So it didn't work for you, did it? I don't think these people realize, they don't connect the dots far back enough. They assume there's something wrong with their approach, as in what led them up to the binge on that day. Maybe it's the entire approach. Maybe it's everything. Like the fasting in itself is all wrong. But they don't look back far enough. They fast and fast and fast. They drop some weight, drop 20 pounds. In the end, it fails. And so they blame what they did on the last week as the reason for why they failed. And the reality was maybe the entire plan was flawed. But they don't want to think like that. So they're, they're in this never-ending circle of trying to fast, failing, trying to fast, failing. I mean, if you're telling me you've dropped, you know, You've dropped uh, however many pounds you've dropped. You've gotten lean. You've got abs. Great. And you're, you're, you're carrying on fasting. Fine. If you are the guy in my comments who has got a six-pack and is still fast on a regular basis, fantastic. If you're the guy who did fast and is now kind of let himself go and he's 20 pounds overweight and he's been in that cycle a few times, well, how do you know? Fasting is the way. But just something to bear in mind, I, I personally feel when you're the leaner you are, the less fasting should be used. And I think a lot of times when people say, I've, I've lost loads of weight fasting, you look at them and they still have a ton of weight to lose. Well, their opinion can't really be taken seriously for, for that extreme demographic because they've not been there and they don't know what it's like. So I prefer evenly spaced meals. But anyway, move on. Now, uh, do, do, do. yes, so micronutritionally sound. Yeah, I think this is another thing which I think is very important. A lot of people in the industry don't think it's that important. A lot of people don't think um, 
having your sort of potassium sodium intake is is massively important and you should just eat well um i think that's a good general rule i personally feel better when i know my micronutrition is is completely done and, and i've checked it in my chronometer and what i mean by feel better is i don't feel as hungry you could say it's a placebo but i'm pretty sure it's not so i'll also say this i don't like to give just pay a lip service either so a lot of people will pay lip service to like micronutrition like it's a buzzword but unless they're checking their numbers on chronometer well how do they know how do you know so if you're talking about micronutrition it you have to actually check your micronutrition and make sure it's on point via chronometer otherwise you're just um virtue signaling really so yeah micronutrition very important i think Okay, so some of the non-mandatory options. Number of meals per day. Now, all I do with this is, as I said, I, if I'm hungry, I eat more. More meals per day. Rather than snack, which usually doesn't work out very well, the hungrier I am, the more meals I'll, I'll eat. Like yesterday, I ate five meals up to about, and I ended at about 2,700 calories. That's fine. I, I don't mind. Maybe that's close to maintenance for me, maybe slightly under, but it doesn't matter because I'm going to have days when I'm going to be very hungry. Rather than get depressed about it, rather than moan about it, just eat my regular meals. So rather than four meals really filling, I might have five or six meals which are really filling. It's always better to do that than just go off into a snack because you'll snacks are never really going to be that filling. There's nothing more filling than your actual meals, so have another meal. The other thing which is non-mandatory is food timing around workouts don't really do that that much the way that i see it is i'm eating pretty much around the clock anyway so i don't necessarily need to time things before or after my workout and the third thing which is non-mandatory is calories within a specific range i don't have a calorie target my calories are very much tied to number of meals per day what's in the meals is more important so my meals will be consistent of lean protein lean vegetables whatever um, I don't have a calorie goal. I will just wrap it up at the end of the day. Some day, some days will be as low as eighteen hundred calories. Some days will be, will be as high as twenty seven hundred calories. It's what I average the week out at that's more important. I eat based on what I feel like on the day. And again, I'll have maybe two days where I have high calories because I'm just hungry all the time. I can almost guarantee you on the third day I'll wake up and I won't be as hungry because the extra meals I've had are filling and I probably needed them. Because if you're sat there and you're really sort of binging on chicken, broccoli and cauliflower, then trust me, you are really hungry. <laughs> so eat. Um, but yeah, as I say, by the third or fourth day, it ends up, you end up being fine and the hunger subsides. Hunger does come in waves. So as long as you are actually hungry, eat more meals. Right, the other thing that I my mentality is very much around is this concept of doing away with deadlines and completely doing away with outcomes. My focus is on getting every day right. So every day right means four or five perfect meals. If I do that and I get myself in the gym, do my cardio, that's one perfect day. If I get seven perfect days, I get a perfect week. If I can get four perfect weeks, I get a perfect month. And that's a fifth of my prep done. So that's how I look at things. I very rarely focus on the outcomes. 
I just use that for data collection. Like I'll weigh myself in the morning, but I don't have any emotional attachment to it anymore. All I'm bothered about, all I can control is my next meal, my next cardio session, my next training session. I can't control my weight. I can't control how fast I'm going to get lean. I can't control half this stuff. What I can control is making sure that whatever I do as part of this, I do it right. That's all I can control. And then you set up your diet to ensure you make life as easy for you as possible. You set up your training so it's possible. So right now I'm training about anywhere between four to six times a week. It's mostly averaging out to be four because with the diet comes fatigue. I can't do six days a week. Four days is about right. Doing about two runs. That's about right for me. That's where where you have the power of setting up your diet to the point where it's sustainable and manageable. People think all the time they have to sort of tighten up on the diet. But the big holes they're not plugging are the cheat meals. <laughs> the um, the lattes from Starbucks, which are 500 calories a pop. It's like, yeah, I need to eat leaner vegetables. This week I'm going to eat broccoli rather than potatoes. Maybe just try not cheating on your diet. So this is one of the reasons why I can eat quite a lot of food because it's a lot on my plate. It's because I'm not having all the Starbucks and the McDonald's or wherever else. So again, if you say to me, Faz, show you're human, that's very human. It's just an intelligent choice. It's choosing to have filling meals rather than things which are going to cause me hunger. That's my choice. So yeah, summary and concluding thoughts. First thing is be prepared. Be prepared. You've got to have food ready and available. It's got like, I know right now, if I go to the fridge, I've got food ready to go. So it's there. I don't have to cook. I don't have to waste time. I don't have to look for snacks. That awful feeling when you're sat, when you stood in the kitchen, you've got nothing prepared and all you've got is some snacks. So you start eating snacks because you're hungry. You're thinking about what to cook. Don't put yourself in that position. So be prepared. Next is eat to proactively manage hunger. Proactively manage hunger. Man arrange your food choices so you don't get hungry. There's nothing magic about that. There's nothing superhuman about that. It's a very human thing. I choose to eat high protein, high vegetables, because I don't want to choose to be hungry. Cover your nutrition basics and evenly space out your meals. Don't put yourself on a 24-hour fast. It's not sustainable. You can do it through a diet, sure. Especially the early parts, but Assuming you have less than 20 pounds to lose, it's not going to work for most people. You'll just be very hungry. And again, if, you, if you're saying fasting works for me and you're 50 pounds of weight, just spare us, okay, and have some humility. Like, it, it's not something that generally works for people who are very lean. And if it does, you're definitely burning off muscle. So I'm going to call it there. Hopefully you found that interesting. Let me know some feedback on what you thought of how I arrange things, what my general philosophy is, and if you have any questions about it. But hopefully that gave you an insight into kind of what I do. Right, folks, I'll call it there.